bin Laden, Kyle? Yeah, I don't think, uh, you remember that? They, uh, they just tossed his body in the ocean. Biggest manhunt in the, in the history of the world. And they just wanted to throw his dead body in the ocean so nobody could see. Not just because it's the ocean, but the circumstances. That's fishy, Kyle. DarbyCast, Economics Wednesday. And I want to get into the economics of self-help. Oh, self-help, huh? I think just about everybody at one point or another, maybe in the past 10, 15 years, has had a moment where they're like, oh, stuff's not working out. Yeah, it's a a strange world, but thank goodness for the genre of self-help, right? So I was reading something the other day. And it said that between the years of like 2013 and 2016, the number of self-help books published in the history of mankind doubled. We increased our need for self-help by 100%. All of human history, we had quite a bit of self-help going on, I'd imagine. Three-year span, 2013 to 2016, we doubled our need. These wonderful self-helpers. Is stepped up. What's the premise of self-help? They all say the same things in their books or their seminars or whatever, right? They say the same thing. They're like, you're great just the way you are. And and you're you're okay. You're great just the way you are. And you're okay. And so it's like, all right. Like there was probably a time in like 2014 when you could have written a self-help book. You could have said anything and you would have been a bestseller. It's not that mysterious though. And let me just like backtrack by five seconds. You're not good enough. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. Nor am I. I'm not the hypocrite who's going to call you out and not have the insight to call myself out. Yeah, you're not good enough and neither am I. What do you think about that? Is that a big call out? It might be. Yeah. If we were all good enough, we'd never have to do anything or want to get better at things. I like the idea of, within reason, acknowledging, looking at yourself in the mirror, hard stare and be like, I suck at these things and I want to get better at them. Right? You don't take this self-help approach where you're like, I suck at everything and that's okay. Like, what a boner attitude. Man, these self-help authors, huh? You ever wonder why they wrote their self-help books? Because they needed help and nobody wanted to help them. So they had to do it themselves. Yeah, there's some insight right there. Ultimately, self-help, just take some action. There's no like real smoke and mirrors, ultra behind the scenes discovery. It just means that you have to like, I don't know, take care of yourself. Yeah. It's, uh, you just kind of do the basics. I could write a self-help book. I'll just write you my self-help book right here, right now. Eat vegetables occasionally. Sleep seven or eight hours a night. Would go outside. Talk with people who like you and you like them back. Exercise. 
Okay, I think that's it. Yeah, it, honestly, if you just do the basics, you're probably going to feel good. Eh, self-help, it's a hell of a genre. Hell of a genre. But ultimately, it's indicative that not a lot of people are feeling okay these days. <laughs> like There are a lot of people who are like, ah. Replay that sound like six times in a row and tell me at one point or another in the past decade you hadn't. Either verbally or mentally. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just way off. Maybe I've just had some weird times over the past 10 years and find myself going, yeah. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think a lot of people have, uh, have the struggles. You know, that, that person who just scratches their head and like, I can't seem to figure out my depression as they're like smoking weed and staying up to 4 a.m. researching various um, secrets of the deep. And they just go on YouTube and in the trending section, it's like, check out what monsters used to exist in the ocean. And then that turns into a seven-hour journey of figuring out who had the gnarliest tsunamis in recent history. Maybe you find a video about the deadliest variety of bees in Cambodia. But ultimately, it's not going to make you feel good. It's hard to kick that depression. Not only just because you're shortchanging yourself on sleep, but because bees in Cambodia, very unsettling, very unsettling. But yeah, I want to call this entire self-help genre just eat, pray, love, because so much of it was just targeted towards young ladies, was it not? Yeah, gals realized their lives weren't that much fun and they were working really hard. And they're like, I hate corporate America, but like I was told to do this and I hate this. So in Pops Eat, Pray, Love tells all these career chicks who may or may not have already been through a divorce or three. Says like, hey, to get back on the horse. Go to Italy, have a bowl of bolognese, have a bowl of pasta, get shit-faced, drink a little vino. If you want to sort yourself out, eat, pray, love. You got the eating down. Some of these gals have the eating down a little too well, if you ask me. But then you got the prey portion. It's like, I'll go to India. Sure, I'm from the U.S. and Christianity and Strong communities have been available to me at all times, but that's just not sexy enough. I've got to go to India. This goes with the whole like, "Ah, I just want to travel. Did Eat, Pray, Love really kick off the ultra basic chick meme of like, oh, I just need to find myself and travel. (laughs) Oh, you got to love those. You got to love those gals who like they don't appreciate traveling at all, but they somehow also do it all the time. It's like. It's like their personality is like, oh, I just went to a winery. Oh, I just went to TJ. <laughs> I don't know if TJ is really a destination for a lot of these gals. Huh, maybe some gals. But it's like, yeah, all right, I got to go to India, figure out spirituality because nobody gets it here. Nobody in the United States would have the depth and complexity to understand my spiritual depth, my spiritual needs. It's like, all right, Katrina, okay. So yeah, 
You know, you pray, you go to India, you go anywhere but here to figure out your sense of spirituality. Good job. And then the love portion of Eat, Pray, Love, the Eat, Pray, Loveification of self-help. In the movie Eat, Pray, Love, Julia Roberts, she like uh, went to what, Indochina? No, Indonesia, Indonesia. Kyle, was Indonesia ever called into China? Check that. But then she goes, she experiences inner peace and balance and love in Indonesia. Because, like, where else would you go? That's the only place that such a thing exists. Oh, man, what a scam. You feel bad, though, for like, listen, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's fun to be in a shitty place. But like I said in the beginning of the podcast, hey. Welcome to the modern world. It's a hurt box. You go online, you're going to find something that just really makes you feel, <laughs> right? I don't know if the whole eat, pray, love thing is doing it, but maybe, but like, honestly, traveling not even required, right? Like, if you're going to go eat, pray, love, like, eat a cheeseburger, go to church, and don't get plowed by randoms from the club. Boom, there's a self-help novel right there. Somebody write that. Kyle, send out some emails on that one. Find a ghostwriter for me. But yeah, the economics of self-help. I think it's convincing people that they have a problem, creating the conditions that create problems, and then selling somebody the solution. What better way to sell a product than to create the problem yourself, right? We've seen that time and time again. Be like, ah, people don't have enough problems. What if we made some problems and then gave these people the solution? We'll poison people and then give them the cure. And then they'll pay us, right? Eat, pray, love. Man, what a show. It's just startling, right? The, the fact that the genre has increased, but it's not as though... That genre, I mean, it's been around for a long time, right? It's been around for, for ages, I guess. Yeah, probably since like early religions when people are like, how do we do this right? Seems like there's a lot of ways to get sidetracked and really fuck up. How do we do this right? But people are tired of uh, religion. They are. So they're like, oh, if only the exact same concepts were talked about by some divorcee who travels around the world drowning her sorrows in rosé, then I think it would make sense for me. Yeah, maybe Christianity or Catholicism. Maybe they just don't have the answers. Maybe I need a washed-up drunk check to tell me how to do things. It's a big 10-4 on the Eat, Pray, Love, right? As you have the widespread decline of religiosity globally, but definitely in the U.S. when it's in a complete freefall tailspin and people just don't, they don't really like the words like Jesus and God and church, but boy, can they get behind rosé traveling and spirituality. When somebody tells me they're spiritual, but not religious, I judge that person. Cats out of the bag. And I used to follow up and say, like, what do you mean by that? But at this point, I've asked enough people to know that I shouldn't care. 
and that following up on that question isn't going to get me anything but middle school level philosophy, like real 10 year old style philosophy. Well, if we just like loved everybody and we're just like, I don't know. Yeah, the I'm spiritual, but not religious folks. Oh, boy, what a bunch of beauties. Yeah, I don't know. I just think life's like energy and like, I don't know. It's just like you get what you give and like karma. And it's like yoga three times a week. And it's like, oh, Katrina, I could have afforded to keep walking or to move the conversation in a different direction. Man, yoga, huh? Westernized yoga. What a corpse of spirituality that is, right? You go back, you read some of the ancient yogic texts by Patabi Joy, and you're like, this guy was doing things quite differently than the Katrinas of the world, right? The yogis of the past, they were doing this stuff not to come off as having hobbies and being interesting. That's it. But one thing I will say in everybody's favor, I don't want to rip on people who have tried self-help documents because you know what? My hand's in the air right now. Guilty. Oh boy, I've read some self-help stuff before I was like, wait a second. This has all been done before thousands of years ago. This has all been figured out and we're trying to reinvent the wheel. And I don't know if the answer is necessarily pasta, rosé, and traveling. Yeah, it's just not that tough. It's not that tough. So economically, what does it all mean? It means that A, our economy will struggle if people are perpetually bummed out. But B, the people selling self-help books are oftentimes the most depressed uh, hucksters around, right? They're hucksters. They're hucksters. What a great word. I feel like somebody would be really caught off guard if I threw that as like my out of the gate insult to somebody. I don't think I've had like a insult slinging conversation in a long time, but boy, would I love to just look somebody in the face and be like, you're a huckster and have them just maybe not even know the word, but maybe know the word and be like, what did you just say to me? No, you heard me huckster. And they would just inside their brain, their internal monologue, all of a sudden would be like, wait a second. I'm, I watched Eat, Pray, Love. I had a bowl of pasta earlier. I'm not a huckster. It's like, yeah, maybe you are. But anywho, I think that'll wrap it up for Economics Wednesday, a little Darby cast. Yeah, very interesting relationship we all have with the modern world, spirituality, each other. And don't get me wrong, it appears though people are, uh, but what I will say is with the decline of religiosity in our country, a lot of things seem to have gone to absolute hell. Garbage. You know, people seem very, very unhappy. And they're just looking for ways to fix themselves. I mean, this is the irony of the entire situation, right? Is like, I think most people could agree upon the modern world being a fairly ugly and awful uh, place in a lot of regards. In a lot of regards. Sure, there's great beauty out in nature where civilization hasn't got its grubby little huckster hands on it. But yeah, the world outside of the individual is a mess. 
But the way people have been coached to think is like, no, you're the mess. You're the mess. When really a lot of people are just products of their environment, right? You grow up in hell, you might be a bit of a devil, right? That's, uh, that's the old saying, I guess. Right, Kyle? You said that the other day. You got some key one-liners. Very quotable, Kyle. You know that? You're a good guy. So, yeah, the modern world, very dysfunctional. And you see a lot of people coming up with elaborate ways to cope with it, right? You have people who go on the Julie Roberts Eat, Pray, Love tour. You have dudes who become furries and who are just like, hey, I just, this is how I'm dealing. Next time you see somebody out in the world and you're like, whoa, just realize that's how they're dealing. Whatever they've come up with, you see somebody with like just a gajillion piercings and neon green hair, you're like, wow, (laughs) that's how you're dealing. That is how you're dealing. And just be like, yeah, all right, the modern world is really doing a number on you. It's doing a number on you. That's not to say there's no individual responsibility in it, because ultimately, the acceptance that the world's highly dysfunctional is a prerequisite, I would imagine, for self-improvement, self-betterment. But not self-improvement and self-betterment, just for, uh, not like in a bumper sticker way. Not like a coexist. How many coexist spiritual people are there. They just have the bumper sticker and they're like, please somebody recognize me as being somebody who's like remotely grounded. I need that. I need that. I don't know. I don't know if these ideas have been necessarily coherent or conclusive, but it's like, listen, just link up with people who are like oriented towards self-improvement. Easy place to find that. I don't know, some kind of religious institution. You'll be surprised if you haven't been in a long time or ever. Like, look up some some groups, some communities. You don't even have to go to church, all right? You don't even have to go to anywhere religious. Just, like, join a, I don't know, a Taekwondo center. And just gather with some people, do some physical activity. Maybe that'll be my uh, self-help book. It's just the title, just finding myself through Taekwondo. A Roadmap by Maverick Alexander. I don't know anything about Taekwondo, but I know it would probably do better things for me than just being like, yeah, I'm going to gorge myself on some pasta in Italy. I'm going to go worship a cow in India. I'm going to go find some. I'm going to find my soulmate at a Balinese cockfight. Look it up in Bali. Big cockfighting circuit. But yeah, I should tie this all in together. Do the basics. Drink water, eat food, sleep. You know, why isn't that a movie? Just called Go to Bed. It's a three-minute movie. Some guy, he's on the internet at like 3 a.m. And then internal monologue, like, I should get some rest. And then just rolls to the the credits and that's it. Right? It's not that tough. People act like self-help is this big complex thing. It's like, no, do the basics. Get outside, get some sunshine. Don't spend so much time on the internet. Get some sleep. Eat a leaf of lettuce. Drink half a glass of water. Watch people start doing this and be like, you're a guru. And it's like, no, just really basic stuff. But yeah, that's uh, economics for you. The economics of self-help. 
I think that ship has sailed. I think the market has been so flooded with people's guides of like how to that it's like not even relevant. But I still think there is an economic implication of a, mm, I would say, a wide majority of the population who's just like not doing so well. I don't I think that's like kind of a crisis. So, yeah, people need to be more connected with one another, be a part of like a group. That's one thing people don't they don't realize it's like when you're growing up, you're in school, you're with people all the time. You've got a community. Once you graduate and all the way through college, right? But then you graduate, the job market's dog shit. And you find that like, oh, wait, there aren't like, I don't have community built into my day. Even if I didn't think about it growing up, I was around a lot of people. And even if I didn't like everybody, we were all connected. We were doing stuff. That's a big self-help who done it right there. Hang out with people. Don't spend so much time solo. That's advice I could take. Lucky to have you, Kyle. Again, highly quotable individual. But yeah, that's Darby Cast Economics Wednesday. Let's get our spirit high. Do the basics.